Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're here at the Neil Haley Show, and I'm here with my co-host and Caregiver Dave Nassani, the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I know you're excited about our guest. I got to chat with I her am. once when her book came out about her and her husband. It was a radio tour maybe five, four years ago, but never got the pleasure of seeing her in person. So introduce our guest. Oh, my well, God. How do you introduce Suzanne Summers? Everybody knows her from men to women to young boys. She was Chrissy Snow on Three's Company. When they fired her unreasonably because she wasn't yeah. making as much as a man, <laughs> she went on to her new career after a tiny little bit of a depression, and she was a Vegas hit. I think Frank Sinatra was a number one man in Vegas. Guess who was number two? <laughs> Suzanne Summers. She's written a gazillion books. And she's here on the show with us today. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to be here and um, to talk to you again. And Neil, nice to talk to you. And um, I just want to say one thing. Frank Sinatra. Yes. He called me baby. <laughs> he used to wow. say, uh, I'd walk in the room and he'd go, hello, baby. And um, I'm sorry, Alan. It gave me a little chill up my spine. <laughs> And I actually said it wrong. I said Frank Sinatra was the number one entertainer. You were number two. No, no, no. He was the number one male entertainer yes. in Las Vegas. You were the number one female entertainer in Las Vegas. Lucky me. You know, Lucky out of every negative comes a, a positive. After I was fired, as you just uh, yeah. mentioned, my contract was up. You had to renegotiate. But, but Laverne and Shirley had just uh, renegotiated their contract, and they gave ABC a colonic. And they decided that um, they had to put a stop to that. So I was the next one <laughs> to come in. Actually, my husband got a call the night before um, from a, a guy way high up in the uh, CFO office. And he said, you didn't hear this from me, but they're going to hang a nun in the marketplace and it's going to be Suzanne. And that's what, that's what they did. But out of every negative comes a positive. I never would have written all these books. I've written 27 books. I, I would not have said to my husband, you know, I'd like to do a nightclub act in Las Vegas, to which he said, can you sing? I said, yes. <laughs> there I, <guess laughs> so. I went on and, gosh, there is nothing more fun than being a Vegas headliner. Wow. Wow. And because there was this curiosity because Chrissy Snow from Three's Company was cut short for people. They wanted to see more of her. So they came and they came and they came in droves. Uh -huh. And we sold out two shows a night every night for years and years. And it was just wonderful. So, you know, and thinking about that, Suzanne, I think that I remember hearing the story because you talked about your husband and you in the book that you, you kind of gave us a short part of that story is the fact that, you know, that you had that process to say, I'm going to even overcome this. It was a yeah. tough. It was a tough hit for you, but then imagine that what you've done, which I'm the most impressed with, is your entrepreneurship, the ability you. that you have taken not just that Vegas brand and the show brand to making the most gigantic brand. From your knowledge, your ability to be an entrepreneur, so from actress to entrepreneur, kind of tell that process of how you said, "I just want more." It just seems like that's who you are. You talked about <laughs> the pandemic; it's not hurt me. I have figured out a way to evolve and now I see it's more important for me to work on what I'm doing and building, you know, all these new products and continue to be out there all the time. So tell us about that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I got cancer and that became this veiled gift. And I thought, what have I done in my diet and lifestyle to play host to this terrible disease? And then I realized, 
lot of stress. I had a lot of stress as a kid. Uh, I grew up, I've written several books about uh, being a child of a violent alcoholic. We used to, we had a closet to hide in at night. Imagine my brother and, and my brothers, my one brother died. Uh, my, my two brothers and my sister and I, my mother would say, get in the closet, get in the closet, get in the closet. And that meant he was really violent. We'd have to go in and my brother had rigged a lock on the inside. And that's what I accepted as normal growing up. That's so not normal. And I was never depressed as a child, but I had a lot of fear. I think fear manifests. And when you go like, how did I get cancer? I remember talking to a medium after I was diagnosed. Barry Manilow told me about this medium that he goes to, and I thought, all right. And he said, I didn't say anything to this medium. And he said, as a child, you couldn't handle it, so you entombed it. And that took the form of this tumor. But what it did for me was I changed my life. I changed the way I ate. I switched only to, because I didn't want chemotherapy, so I turned that down which you haven't lived until you are lying in bed one night and watching the Larry King show, who I, hats off to Larry King, so many of my best sellers are because of him, but he's got this guy on, Andrew Weil, you probably interviewed him. And Andrew Weil and Larry uh, are discussing my cancer and the fact that I didn't take chemical poison. And Andrew Weil said, well, she's gonna die. Imagine lying in bed going, no, we're not. <laughs> So I wrote Andrew Weil and I said, you know, you got some nerve. You've never seen my, my medical records. And I said, for someone who wrote your thesis on the hallucinogenic properties of nutmeg, I think that you might be a little more open-minded <laughs> about the fact that I'm going to eat organic food and I'm going to value sleep and I'm just, I'm going to change my life completely. So I did. And then when I beat it, I started writing books about health because I was very interested in health. Well, and then I started realizing, why is cancer such an epidemic? It's an epidemic. They don't want to say it, but it is. They don't have a cure. Nobody goes, I have cancer. I'll just have a few rounds of chemo and everything will be okay. We know that's not so. So I thought, where is it coming from? Well, you start connecting dots. Uh, we're under the greatest environmental assault in the history of humanity. And so the toxic buildup or toxic burden in each of our bodies needs to be detoxed out, uh, not chemically poisoned out. That doesn't solve anything. So I thought, where, where are the chemicals coming from? Well, it comes from the air we breathe, from the food we eat, and what we put on our skin. And if you look at your skin under a microscope, what we know is pores actually look like big holes under a microscope. And now I have the visual of putting uh, chemical creams, expensive chemical creams, you know, uh, these fancy brands that you get on the first floor of, of the fancy department stores, which are, by the way are all closing now. You put <laughs> that over, where's that going to go in those big holes? Well, it's going to drop in, right? It's going to get into your bloodstream. Then where's it going to go? Well, it's going to ravage in your bloodstream. It's first got to go through and then go through the GI tract. And so the chemicals get in the stomach. And then they eat through the barrier lining of your GI tract, causing leaks. You've heard of leaky gut? Leaky That's gut. what leaky, leaky gut is. It's like the chemicals eating through the barrier tract, the barrier wall. The barrier wall is your immune system. I love talking about this. The immune system is the <laughs> length of a, of a tennis court. And if you could visualize the length of a tennis court and then wrap like a rope, like wrap mucus all the way around that. I know, ew. But that mucus is our immune system. We make antiviral, antibacterial, bacterial, anti-cancer. We make interferon. And so if you got chemicals eating through that immune system, now you've lowered your immune system. You've got chemicals in your bloodstream. And what do chemicals like best? They like fatty organs and glands. The one they like the best is the brain. That's the fattiest of them all, 65% fat. So if they can bypass and get right up to your brain, they like it. So is it no wonder that our children now have ADD? Initials I didn't hear about when I was a kid. Uh -huh. ADD, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, dementia, Alzheimer's, et cetera. It goes on and on and on. And so that's, that like turned me on like, wow, if we could backpedal mm -hmm. and rethink this whole thing, what if what you put on your skin, I'm getting to the entrepreneurship now, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lose my train of thought. Um, 
what if what you put on your skin was good for you? What if, what if it was loaded with needed uh, nutrition and minerals and organic, you know, olive-based and things like that? And so that's how I got into the Suzanne Organic skincare business. I found a formulator who was as passionate as I was, and it's all made in the United States. We're really proud of that. And then it just evolved into, well, we're going to do skincare. Might as well do hair care. Huh. We do hair care. Might as well do makeup. We do makeup. <laughs> we might as well do household, you know, non-toxic uh, cleansers. So that's how I have over a thousand products now. And there are people who can't live without them because mine is so clean and so pure. So uh, never looked, never look at negative in the face of not being a gift horse. Every negative, you, right. you can see on the other side that where's the opportunity in this? Where, how can I learn and grow yes. spiritually, health-wise, or, or uh, physically? So that's how it began. Um, but now the most fun, I started drinking tequila. <laughs> I, I had an alcoholic father, so I never drank hard liquor. Mm -hmm. But when our house burned down in Malibu, because if you live in Malibu, your house will burn down at some point. Yeah. And, um, and so you get, you know, I've had two houses there. You just get used to it. And, uh, the second house we moved into was a leased house because I figured I'd be able to rebuild my house real fast with a sympathy vote from the city. Yeah, no, right. no, no. <laughs> and, um, uh, I didn't know that this leased house, this beautiful house was loaded with black mold. I said to Alan, our house is like a beautiful woman with syphilis. <laughs> you can have her, but you okay. <laughs> so that's the funny. house was loaded with stocky bones, <laughs> the worst kind of, of black mold. I got it in my GI tract. My husband got it in the base of his brain, the cerebellum, in the central nervous system. Oh and uh, the good news is I wrote a book about it called Toxic, and it was a bestseller. Yeah. Um, but that was when I really started understanding the full effect of toxicity, mold being another toxin. In fact, the mold uh, organism is the same as a cancer organism. So if you're living in a house with mold, take it very seriously. Uh, there's no quick answer, there's no drug answer, but I interviewed the best and the brightest in this country, and I think Toxic um, is one of my best books, along with A New Way to Age, says the entrepreneur. Mm. But um, this is what I do for a living, and had I not been fired, from Three's company, would any of this happen? Would I have no. speaking in front of you at Harvard? No. So it all was as it was supposed to be. Wow. To be on a phone call uh, with an interview with your uh, husband about the entrepreneurship. There wouldn't have been the book. There wouldn't have been about his what he went through and and dealing with challenges. So all that would never have happened. That's for sure. Now, Dave, go ahead with the next question. I know you have a laundry list of questions. <laughs> time. And it's I so unbelievable, Suzanne, taking that much time for us. Um, your calendar is probably filled to the brim just like mine. So Alan, Alan is a big part of all of this. I mean, maybe this all wouldn't have happened without Alan, right? Uh, I remember at Harvard, you told the story about um, how he was, uh, you heard something up on the hill and he was going to be the big macho guy and save you. And he ran <laughs> up the hill and he ran down the hill. He scared whoever it was away. And then he, he jumped you know, this, this big Superman leap. Tell that story and t tell us how you met Alan. Well, my husband, for starters, has a conceal and carry permit because we live on a large <laughs> And it's our Second Amendment, right? And uh, we were, it, it was, uh, I think it was Easter Sunday, and we walked down to our organic vegetable garden, <laughs> this beautiful walk. And we're walking back, and I've got a basket full of cauliflower and broccoli, and I can't wait for the meal we're going to make. <laughs> and I see right up on the hill here, there's a guy. And um, he knows he's not in the right place because our kitchen is right there, and there he was. So Alan goes around, takes me, goes around the back way, goes and gets his, um, you know what, his piece, <laughs> and puts on his jack boots and, and, a, and a baseball hat and dark glasses and walks up the hill, 83 years old. But he's, you know, he's like not a normal 83 years old. He's, <laughs> I've taken such good care of him. So I'm watching from the porch right from where I am right now. And I've got the camera going just in case I need any visual proof. And I see the guy do this. But Alan never pulled it on him. 
I just see the guy, what he was really saying was, I didn't realize, I didn't realize, I didn't realize. So then I see the guy walking over the hill and Alan looks at me like, I know, I may be 83, but I'm pretty bitchin' cool. <laughs> and um, now I'm looking at it right now, you can't see it, but we have a golf cart uh, path that goes up to our kitchen. And there's a six foot wall there and he's showing off for his wife. He just scared away an intruder with the <laughs> baseball hat and the wraparound sunglasses. And I see him do this, and then I see him jump. And, and what I saw was slow motion. In my mind, I'm going, <laughs> no, no. He jumps, and it went very badly. I ran over there, and he was like a dead deer lying in the golf cart path. And so I said, oh, uh, I'm going to go get the golf cart. And he goes, you know how to drive it I went no but I'll learn by the way it's not hard I get the golf cart down to him and he's dead weight he can't lift himself and you know in crisis uh, there's a substance we all make called cortisol and like how a mother can lift a car off her, her baby who's just been run over I somehow got his how much do you weigh Alan uh, 180 his 180 pounds into the golf cart. I took him down to the bottom of the hill. I'm, so, so I'm calling 911. That's when cops used to come. And um, I said, uh, he said, no. I said, what do you mean no? He said, it's Easter Sunday. I'm gonna get the F team, F as in front. And I went, you have to go to the hospital. There's no. So I, when he says no, he means no. And, um, uh, I wonder if you remember that when you were dating, when you were a kid, Alan, no means no. <laughs> and so uh, now I have to get him. We've got a little cart that goes up the hill on the other side because the golf cart only goes down, it doesn't go up. So now I got to get him over there and drag him into the little cart that goes up the hill. I get him up there at the top. I get him and I, I get him to the guest room. And I lie him down on the bed there, and I thought, what am I going to do? So I thought a bath would feel good. So I filled the bathtub with hot water, got him into the bathtub. And he's lying there, and uh, until the water sort of cooled off, it's now like 5.30 in the evening. And I said, so what do you want to do? You want to like lie in this lukewarm water the rest of the night? And he said, I want to go to my own bed. I went, of course you do. <laughs> so now i got to get him out of the bathtub. i got to get him up the hill. I drape him around my neck. I get him in bed upstairs. So he's wincing all night long. And in the morning, I call this doctor, uh, Darrow, a sports, sports doctor that I've interviewed in a couple of my books. In fact, he's in this book, The New Way to Age. And I get a sentence or two into it. He goes, stop. He said, you're in danger. He said, he could clot and have a stroke and die. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He said, call 911. So now it's not Easter Sunday, so maybe I'll get the... C team. So I called 911. You know, when you live in a small town, this is Palm Springs, they were there within five minutes, and I'm not exaggerating. Suddenly in the bedroom were policemen, firemen, and I love, you know, I come from cops and firemen. I just, I always feel great around cops and firemen. And they they just took over and took care, and that's when I fell apart. And we get in the, they get him down the hill, and they get him in the ambulance, and in the ambulance, I'm saying how I had to carry him up. They go, you did? I said, yeah. <laughs> and so he had dislocated his hip and um, he felt rather stupid about it, but he got to show off for me. <laughs> was it worth it, Al? <laughs> it was Hell absolutely yeah. worth it. Hell yeah. The, yeah. Anytime we can do those things. And yeah. Dave, yeah. I Dave, love men. I love men. So Dave, but, I think that you probably told the story before, but I think that you have one more question for Suzanne before the caregiver question. Yeah, uh, you left out a good part, though, uh, what oh. the doctor said about his bones. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That um, We're not talking about boners, by the way. We're no, no, no. <laughs> bone density that yeah. he had, um, uh, the bone density of a young man. And I, I think it's because of the way we take care of ourselves. I give him calcium every day, but, you know, you can't just take calcium. You take calcium. Calcium wants to go into the arteries you know, calcium deposits and heart doctors always say, you know, you don't want calcium in your arteries. Uh, but if you take calcium along with vitamin K, vitamin K 
uh, works like a traffic cop. So they always say vitamin K is good for your heart. What it's really good for is it tells the calcium that's trying to go into the uh, soft tissues, the arteries, no, 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 you gotta go in the bones. And the vitamin K redirects the calcium into the bones. And I've been giving him that for years. And so he had these uh, strong bones and um, he healed really quickly. Is wow. that the story you want me to tell? That is the one. Thank you. Okay. Because yeah. I, I broke a couple of bones and I want that as well. So yeah. we'll, we'll Yeah, well, remember that. when you take calcium, take vitamin K. And then also another really important um, supplement to take, especially with this pandemic. They say one of the most important things you can take is vitamin D3 and zinc. And mm -hmm. um, I always have given him zinc, but vitamin D3, I, for me, I have uh, quadrupled mine and doubled his. But if you want vitamin D3 to really work, you also need to take K and magnesium for mm -hmm. kind of the same reason. So yeah. these are little things that are in this book, but this book is filled with stuff like that. I find it fascinating that. All right. So uh, if we don't have to take pharmaceutical drugs, which I'm not against. Right. When you need them, you need them. They're a godsend. And I actually fractured my hip earlier this year. Whoa. So when you need them, you need them. But if you don't have to take them, if you can take a more natural uh, route, uh, wouldn't you rather? Because yes. uh, pharmaceuticals are a foreign molecule in the body. When it gets a foreign molecule, it goes, yeah. what's this? Right. So I love so, what I do. All right, so as, as you know, I'm a caregiver. I, I gave you my two books uh, when yeah, we were at Harvard. Yeah. I've been yes. caring for my wife uh, 23 years now. We went through a grief process when she lost her speech and became paralyzed. Uh, we almost yeah. split up. It was hell on earth. But we hung in there and she uh, came around. She reinvented herself. Now I travel all over the country speaking on television, stages, etc. Meet wonderful people like you. And my question uh, in my book and on my website, caregiverdave.com, we talk about if you're not a caregiver, you know, don't just tune me out. You're either going to become one or you're going to need yeah. one. Those are your yeah. options. Now's the time to learn how to do it. Uh, how has caregiving, this may seem like a dumb question, how has caregiving affected your life? Well, I know that Alan was very grateful. I, I would have done anything for him, anything. But uh, I can only speak from my own perspective right now, um, having had this fractured hip I, you know, somebody says you fractured your hip, you go, oh, okay. Right, that's the end. It doesn't sound very bad. It's, yeah. It would be better to break your hip and have a hip replacement. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't allowed to move for four months. And during that time, Alan had to do everything. And um, I mean, everything. I couldn't get in or out of bed. And so just, wow. you know, visualize that. Oh and you know what that did? That, I love Alan Hamill. I loved him <laughs> the day I met him. 50 years ago, I, 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 I think if there's something to past lives, we were together before, because the day I looked at it, it was like going in the uh, comic books that we used to use, used to read. But his tenderness and his caring oh. and his loving way with me has brought us to a new other level. And what I realized, the gift of aging is that if you're lucky enough to love and be loved, love grows. Yeah. And I, I sometimes, I burst with joy when he walks in the room because he's so good to me. And whenever I say thank you for the way you've taken care of me, he always says it's my honor. And I'm sure you feel the same way, right? Yeah, absolutely. My honor and my privilege. That's... And you're right. If you haven't been a caretaker, you will be. Yeah. And with the way, do you want to go in a nursing home? No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. no not, nine not out of ten of them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my cat book. in. Yeah. Now, no. buy your latest book. So uh, where can we get it, Suzanne, and stuff? Where can, where can we you can get it at SuzanneSummers.com. And while you're there, you might want to get some of that organic skincare. Or you can go to Amazon or bookstores. <clears throat> but I go to the website, um, and I, I, would, I, I would just look through the stuff. There are a thousand products. There's going to be something there. You go, oh, that's interesting. And we have, you don't like it, send it back. We even take it if you've used the whole jar. We don't care. Um, what I was saying about tequila, because of the mold, that's why I brought up the mold and the house burning, not so you go, oh, you poor thing. 
uh, I couldn't drink wine anymore. And that's the like socially acceptable oh drink God. for females to drink. <laughs> and I, 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 when I was writing other books, I was noticing that women my age get puffy faces yeah. and kind of puffy upper body and puffy arms and their bodies get puffy. Well, that's from all that sugar and that wine and all that yeast. But now I can't have it because yeast and sugar is a happy meal for mold. And I had a stomach <laughs> for mold. So wow. my kids said, drink tequila. I said, no, 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 I don't drink hard liquor. They said, I like it. So I tried it. I like it. So now every Tuesday night and every Friday night, uh, we have America's biggest virtual cocktail party. Bring your own tequila. Bring your own salty appetizers. And ask questions and Al and I sit there and we get a little high on our tequila and what I have found is people love it because um, I think loneliness is part of this pandemic yeah, and yeah. if you can nobody likes to drink alone that's sort of pathetic <laughs> to drink alone but if you can have a tequila with Suzanne and Alan, that's kind of fun Worth it. and as you get a little high on your first five sips so are we and it gets kind of funny, kind of that Alan becomes kind of a bad oh. boy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's fun. So I'm uh, in. How do we get there? Yeah. T t uh, tomorrow night, uh, you go to my Facebook page. Oh, is it tonight? Oh, right. Tonight. Tonight. SuzanneSummers.com. Yeah. Or, or Facebook, uh, Suzanne Summers Facebook. I should know that better. Facebook Live, Suzanne Summers. Ah, okay. Awesome. Something like that. Anyway, that'll be tonight at 5 o'clock California time. And bring your own tequila. Uh, you're going to have fun. I swear to I'll God, you're going to have fun. I'll bring my wife. She and loves tequila. Ask questions. Awesome. And, and bravo to you for taking such good care of your partner. That was, oh, I'd uh, love to have you on my show because I, I have a syndicated show for caregivers. They need to hear your story. And you can push your book and your, and your stuff. I'll uh, we'll set up publicists, Dave, and we'll see if we make Thank it. Thank you. I'm trying to let's, get you let's, on let's, for, let's, for taking the time. Yes, it it's so a much. date. You heard it, Neil. Okay, I've heard She's it. We have to go on her. Okay. You have, to drink, you have to have the yes. drinks with Suzanne today. Thank so you so much. Facebook, check out. Suzanne. I love you. I love you too. Thank you. I love you more. All right, have a Haley show, everyone. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Celebrity slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show. I'm excited to welcome program, Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, what's going on, man? You know, uh, we just seem like that this COVID thing's not going away, and you're starting to see what you predicted before September, October. They're concerned for another spike. You know, it, it, it's uh, first of all, let me say it's wonderful to be alive. Thank God I'm alive. Um, it is the... the um, the new variants are very effective at spreading through aerosol spread. And we're going to cover that today. We're going to cover that Delta is already in the U.S. It's already hit. And yet you do not hear it in the casualty figures. Why? And to take you there, you know, one of the things we've tried to do in this show is take people in their mind and their thoughts to places they've never been before. Some of that is frightening, uh, but, but if you'll 
these things go on whether you think about them or not. So the, the purpose of these discussions, and we talk about some topics that have never been discussed before, is not to terrify people, not to frighten them, but they might understand that many complex issues are going on in processes that they were never even thought about. One of the things we didn't think about when we had the common cold as children was that was the common cold actually growing in our colon, in our intestines, intestinal tract. And we knew that when we had a common cold that was a coronavirus cold as a child, when I was young and you were young, our nose would be, get real stuffy. Right. And our nose would run and it would, we would blow mucus and it was gross. And hopefully our parents were around and give us a hug and you had a mom and mom took care of you. Uh, but we knew that we didn't have any GI symptoms. We didn't vomit from it. We didn't have diarrhea. So we did not think that the coronavirus was actually affecting our intestines. We didn't think that we had an intestinal process for coronavirus because we weren't puking up. We weren't having massive diarrhea. We weren't having any GI symptoms. And so we said to ourselves, it's this, this cold has got my nose clogged up because your nose was clogged up and it was runny. And we weren't even having systemic side effects like body aches and chills and fever. Remember the old saying, starve a cold, but feed a fever. Usually you don't have any sepsis when you have a coronavirus cold. But I would suggest to you today that coronavirus was actually in your intestines. And that is based on coronavirus family infects the GI tracts of all kinds of animals, chickens, goats, all kinds, lots of mammals. It is common in the intestinal tract. And just because your intestinal tract is not having symptoms, doesn't mean it's not multiplying there and it's not creating a immune defense from growing in your intestines. Now, when SARS-CoV-2 came around, most, none of us are really virologists, 99.9999%, almost none of us are virologists. And one of the things that we came across was, hey, guess what? This is something that's gonna get in your lungs and it's gonna choke you out. And because we focused our attention on the lungs, we in many ways forgot that other th processes were going on, that coronavirus was being processed in our intestines. We even, we heard about cases of diarrhea and vomiting, but those were in cases that were very symptomatic from the respiratory version. Those were cases that occurred not early in the stage of the cold, but late. Remember coronavirus was taking like 17 days to kill people in the first wave. Exactly. A long time. It wasn't, it didn't kill you in three days, didn't kill you in four days. And usually the nausea and vomiting and diarrhea would only occur like seventh, eighth day after exposure. That was not early. That was a later event. And one of the things that was really strange is that uh, the people who were doing studies started noticing things that affected the intestinal tract, stomach acid, like Prilosec or you know, proton pump inhibitors, I better not use Prilosec's name, uh, and, uh, and famotidine, which was a uh, anti-acid pill, but much milder, but actually was actually associated with survival, uh, different levels of survival. Proton pump inhibitors actually caused a decrease in survival, were associated with the decrease in survival, uh, excuse me, and famotidine or Pepsid was associated with good, good outcomes, higher survivals. And so one of the things that Trump did when he took, when he got coronavirus was he had at least somebody, actually they had very good, he had a very good doctor who put him on Pepsi that wasn't approved by the CDC and wasn't approved by the CDC. Trump had several things that weren't approved by the CDC, but he's the president of the United States and he got the best, well, he got the, he, he got an outstanding physician, group of physicians working for him, and he did quite well. We also knew that people with intestinal tracts that were, we knew that obesity was, a, was very much associated with it. We also knew that old age had a very high risk. It turns out that in old age, 
Well, let me introduce that better. Okay. Higher patches were known for the decades to be associated with part of your intestinal immune defense. Higher patches were part of your intestinal terminal ileum, and we'll just call that the last stage of the small bowel before you reach the large bowel. Don't want to bore you with details. But these pyre patch defense was actually going on all the time in your entire life. If you ask 99% of your neighbors, actually, if you ask almost every other human in the world, even somebody who's a virologist, what do pyre patches have to do with your viral defense? Almost everyone in the world would say, I don't know, I've never heard of anything like that. But guess what? Today, you get to hear about it. Because I'm going to suggest to you that pyre patches that are part of your intestines are, one of that, are part of that defense that protects you from disease of coronavirus. And the pyre patch processing was part of the small bowel processing. And that older people lost their pyre patches. And this was known from certain uh, articles that once you hit like 70s and 80s, your number of pyre patches you can produce dramatically falls. But they weren't appreciated as a viral defense until, guess what? We came out with this lecture. To, this, this shouldn't be a lecture. This is uh, just interesting places to take your mind. That's, I don't like lecturing to people. Uh, so... In the intestinal defense, which involved pyre patches, is really what protected you. And as I've said so many times in this, God looks out after you in ways that you can never imagine. So much thought, so much planning went into your life and your existence that you never comprehended. And that has more, far more to do than just pyre patches. There is a God and God's body that he designed for you is sophisticated. It's a glorious thing. And the challenge, the opportunity to learn about that is a blessing. You know, does modern virology understand pyre patches and their exact role? Absolutely not. The way you get to learn about things though is to, to discover them. And to, dis and to study and to, to discover means to go and do things that nobody else has done before. Is there always risk? All explorers face some risk. You know, I took live coronavirus and I did it on numerous occasions and then inhaled from people that were exhaling it. That would seem high risk behavior, but I believed in the process and I learned. And, and still a year later, I'm still learning. But you know what my learning has taught me is that the sophistication of your own natural immunity is truly amazing. Now, this feeling that natural immunity is far better than vaccination is also shared by some at the Canadian COVID Care Alliance. They agree that in general, it's a little bit risky to give your young women and young children a virus that's experimental. Certainly, you know, people are free to do whatever they want. You, you are free to use, uh, 200 years ago, you were free to use cocaine and heroin and they weren't even regulated. Uh, but you're free to get a, a vaccine for as young as you want for your child. And we're not gonna say that as a parent, you're negligent or harmful. Right. But, but any parent that wants to not experiment on their own children that haven't had children yet, that's not really that crazy, okay? That doesn't mean they're insane. Uh, Stephen Pilek is somebody that uh, we're gonna want to speak with some of those people from the Canadian COVID Care Alliance. And we're gonna have, wanna have an interview with them and get their feelings and thoughts on important issues. And I think that's gonna help our viewers get a, get a perspective. Right, definitely need to get that perspective, Dr. Mark, okay. because it's- Now-, uh, now it's, Yeah, for sure. What you said, is what is the current state? What's new this week? And you often ask me that, Neil. Uh, and there's a lot new. It's exciting. It's fun. I mean, it's, I, I can't say coronavirus is fun. Okay, because that'll be taken out of context. And la -di -da. 
the, the new variants are spreading like wildfire. They're blitzing through states. And to get you proof of that, we need to look at the National Wastewater uh, Surveillance System, NWSS. You know, all these big government programs get like initials, mm -hmm. National Wastewater mm -hmm. uh, uh, Surveillance System. What is that? Well, we're going to explain it to you in 60 seconds or less. Number one, when it coronavirus, when you get coronavirus, if you don't have any symptoms, it's still growing in your colon. Remember, I gave you the story of when you were a little kid and you had coronavirus, it was growing in your colon, you didn't know it? Well, guess what? Coronavirus is actually growing in the intestines of people all over America while we're doing this, and it's going asymptomatically. Is that not cool? Yeah. Okay, yes. I mean, really, it is pretty cool that it's asymptomatic, that these uh, most of these people are not in ICUs. Guess what? Where is it growing? Well, here's what happens. When it grows in your stool, you go and take a, a poop. You, you, when you poop, it goes to sewage plants and the sewage plants take samples and they send the samples off and they measure in it. I think it's for the R, viral RNA. It's like P, uh, PCR. And what's happening is, is that the Delta variant in several states is now the dominant, dominant variant meaning it has taken over as the primary variant that is found in the stool system. Now, here's the key that I want you to bear in mind. When you're asymptomatic, when you're not having symptoms and you're not sick, you don't go see the doctor. So you don't get your colon checked to see if you actually have right. the, the, the virus going in there. And the same is true you know, have you had your colorectal cancer check every 10 years once you're 50 years old? So if you have old people, you got to remind your, your older family, or if you yourself are older than 50 or 60 or 70, you remind your family, hey, I, every few years, I need to get my colorectal cancer checked by, by checking for, for blood in my stool, et cetera, okay? The, when there are no symptoms, you don't automatically get a check. So throughout certain states like Missouri, Missouri was found to be the highest number of Delta variants, highest number. Wow. Sky high. It, and in fact, when we look at how it took over the septic tank systems, it went from a small fraction to taking over the entire state septic systems as being the dominant variant, which means that just as we had predicted, well, you know, I, this is like self-praise and that should not be the case. Right. As was previously predicted by experts who knew, understood that the, that the virus would, ev and I'm not going to use evolve, but I guess, yes, I will mm -hmm. use the word evolve because it's, it's, it's about evolution, but it's not about people coming from monkeys. Okay, so yes, that virus was so respiratorily selected to be better aerosolized, which we have talked about here for six months or longer, nine months. Right. We said that it would, you would get variants that were very rapidly spread as an aerosol. And we said on this program for nine months, which was not said anywhere else, hey, guess what, boys and girls, men and women, this is an aerosol spread virus. And yes, it is. It's a, I don't need to praise the virus. I don't need to call it, it is a, it is a high technology aerosol spread uh, virus that goes through the air. And now the Delta variant is spreading all over the state of Missouri. It's infecting the intestines of the state of Missouri. Those intestines are pooping it out and it's showing up all over the septic tank. How, 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 how do they test that to know that? All, all they do is they, they take out the stool samples and they send it off to be processed. And so when you look at some of these sites, and I'm going to take you right here, Mm -hmm. You will see, look, studies suggest, you're sharing my screen, right? Yes. Look, look down here, MissouriIndependent.com, spread of Missouri COVID cases likely to double or triple in July. Guess what? I would suggest to you, those cases are not just tripled. They may be quadrupled or more, but you're not seeing it in death rate. It is filling it is massive amount showing up in the sewage systems of Missouri. 
And yet the death rates in Missouri are not increasing, they're actually decreasing. How can this be? You're not getting this information from the CDC. Is that Fauci? Is he running over to talk to Ron Paul and say, hey, no. Senator Paul, I've got good news for you. He doesn't do that, does he? No, no. how about all them people from the CDC? Are they holding up their little hands and say, oh my God, we have millions of intestines getting infected in Missouri, but our death rate is actually going down. So what do you do in that situation? What's what's next step then, if that's the okay, case? Let me tell you what's going to happen. First of all, I have had very little praise for, well, well, I hadn't praised the CDC that much. Okay, that's true. But I will say whoever at the, came up at the CDC with the stool surveillance system did a marvelous job. And my hat's off and my compliments to anybody at the CDC or the National Wastewater Septic Tank Surveillance System, the, the National Wastewater Surveil, uh, Surveillance System that is actually measuring the stool uh, COVID variants. I think that is fantastic science. And I want to thank those people that got involved in that. I want to thank the United States government for supporting that type of research. I don't know that it was done in China. Maybe the Chinese do the same thing. I don't know. Probably. And in fact, there is actually a poop. There is a, uh, and you know, poop is kind of an off disgusting thing for a lot of people until you think, see, now, do you see this map? You see my map coming up yeah. here? Mm -hmm. That map shows where it's the dominant variant. It's taken over in, in, in Missouri. Now, even better yet, there is actually a, uh, a poop website that just as we had uh, all these places reporting from the health departments, around the world, all the septic tank departments are now starting to report what kind of variant they have and send, send their data to central clearinghouses. This was an awesome research tool. And here's the difference. What I wanted to prove myself right, and, and the truth be told, I'm a proud and vain person. And like, I like it when I'm right, and I don't like it when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like data that shows that, you know, hey, guess what? Maybe he wasn't, that wasn't so, such a crackpot idea. But um, that information was critical from the sewage systems because we couldn't get the general public to get their stool tested voluntarily. Right. We needed to collect it from the stool systems. And when you collect it from the stool systems, it shows the people that have symptoms as well as don't have symptoms. Whether you are sick as a dog or whether you have no symptoms at all, you're still gonna poop. You're still gonna use your toilet. Does that make sense? Completely. So, so it doesn't, when you measure it out of the stool systems, you're going to pick up and be able to measure it and quantify it without knowing, without people saying, I, I didn't want to spend the money on a test. I didn't want to pay a copay. Uh, so as a health system, that was just a brilliant, wonderful thing. And that's actually the first time I've talked about the national uh, septic se uh, surveillance system. And it's not, it's the national wastewater surveillance system. Excuse okay. me. All right. So, what does so this here's mean? What, what does this mean, Mark? I, I, this is here's, here's what it means in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. It is irrefutable evidence that the virus, the new variant, Delta, spread like wildfire through Missouri. Mm -hmm. And it began to spread prior to mid-June. Mm -hmm. And yet, when we look at our death rates, they are still bottoming out. They're not increasing. If we look at, there are acute cases that bumped up a little bit. There may be some people that never had any exposure in the first wave. But in the second wave, they've had a, smile, a slight increase. It really means that when it comes to these naturally occurring variants, and by naturally occurring variant, I'm talking about things that occur through accident. They're not deliberate mutations. They are not designer designed in a lab to kill you. Right. That, that these aerosols spread new viruses that are now spreading as an aerosol. Once you had your initial exposure in the United States, 
you are largely protected from your new variant. I expect that that will probably be the same, that once exposure has occurred, you're probably going to be fairly well protected. At some point, people may lose, the people that are most likely to lose resistance will be the people that are vaccinated. Wow. But even, but even the people who were vaccinated inhaled virus and had it growing in their intestinal tract. And really, it means it challenges. It helps prove what has never been proved. That all along, the virus was, as I said last year, when people were exhaling virus, it was invisible. It got on the food. You ate it. It grew in your intestines. It, that didn't make people sick. What made people sick was it reaching their alveolus. Right, exactly. Okay. And, and, you know, we've said that, how, we've said that nine months. And we were, I was considered a whack so, job. So what, job. Do you, what do you predict in September and October if this keeps going wildfire? Are they going to go okay. crazy? Here's what we're, we're going to see. Initially, the CDC will stand back and they're going to wait till the end of July, probably, to begin to even address these issues. Actually, you don't see even Fauci going before Congress and talking about the latest news, do you? No, because it doesn't fit his little narrative that he's been weaving for, for a year and a half. So eventually they're going to have to. Now, the CDC likes to control information. I would not be surprised if they don't come in and try to control the septic tank results or they're going to try to explain them away somehow. Right. Uh, they're going to, you know, I don't know what the CDC's rebuttal plan is. And it's not about, you know, science should be about truth. But truth to a large degree is about debate. Yes. We have had you know what we've lacked in this country is honest debate that if you, if you didn't jump on their bandwagon and sing the tune they wanted you to sing, that guess what? You were an enemy. You know, I grew up with some very smart physicians. I referred people to other smarter physicians that were experts in their field. There's too much information out there for one person to be an expert at everything. That just is physically impossible totally impossible. As a physician, though, one of the things I wanted to do was learn, learn beyond the standard of care. Many of the physicians in your community were as smart as I was. They had the same capability. Now, many of them were in fear of, of political repercussions and, and, and professional repercussions. They weren't fear to, they weren't, they didn't have the freedom that I exercised. Now, I exercised a lot of freedom at, at my own professional risk, but I'm a risk taker. I do things that uh, put myself in professional risk. And that's, but that's another, that has to fit in with your personality. You have to be the kind of person who, if they believe it, will stake their life on it. And that's not for most people. And, you know, most people are not born martyrs. They're not born natural risk takers and, and, that's that it's just not the way they're cut out. Mm -hmm. But here's what you're here's the nitty gritty. This little this Neil Haley show. Yes. Which came out and began to interview and, and have this stuff about GI COVID. Yes. Wallowing live virus. Yes. It was right. It was right nine months ago. It was right. Hey, guess what? When I presented to uh I wanted to present to Operation Warp Speed. They chose the big money, the big people, the big famous people, the big Pfizer and Moderna. So where do you That's see this? Because so, because I know we are close to running out of time. Where do you see this going next? You think that yes, let me here's, find out natural immunity works. Yes. You think now here's for the first time in human history, we have aerosol spread asymptomatically. As long as that virus remains within the coronavirus family, it may be fairly benign, so benign you don't even know you're picking it up if you've already been exposed. Now, in countries where they've had no exposure of coronavirus through the respiratory system, those people may die very rapidly, especially when they're exposed to versions that are mutants, that are much more fat, rapid growing, and they're more toxic. Okay. So, in countries that like, North Korea, and I pray for those people in North Korea, if they have had a total lockdown, have no exposure, those people, 
may have a high death rate if the new variant ever got loose in their society. In Australia, in certain parts of Japan, we're fixing to have the Olympics. Look for those people. They're still under very tight quarantine. When you look at the Japanese Olympic crowds, realize almost all the people in them crowds, they don't watch our channel. They're not aware that if they even had live virus exposure, they would probably be protected, but that's okay. They're Japanese and they're, you know, sucking into whatever their government tells them or whatever their local physicians tell them. Probably their local physicians have no more freedom than, than they do in the United States. But, you know, you are a thinking person. Your life can appreciate your natural immunity. Your life can be thankful and you can educate yourself. And that is beauty. The truth will set you free, as Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth. But bear in mind, the truth was crucified on a cross. Yes. Bear in mind, the followers of truth yes. get persecuted. This is all part of the interplay between those that follow truth and those who will be persecuted. Because initially, they persecute people with different ideas, even if those ideas are true because they challenge the power of the status quo. But eventually the truth does win. Yes. And that's inevitable. And the farther we go on through these cycles, the more you, you should realize that the truth has existed even when big pharma, big governments, big people in high places don't like it. Even when they want to stamp it out, the truth will not be defeated. Okay. And hey, well, look, you have... Remember, count your days, make your days count. And uh, remember, in the wastewater of Missouri, it has spread like wildfire. Either we're going to have an incredibly high number of deaths or it's the death rate will continue to bottom out. And if it bottoms out, how come Fauci ain't up there explaining it away? I, I can hardly wait for Fauci. Come on now. Come on. They're just saying, they're saying the worst thing is if you don't get vaccinated now, oh, you, yeah. are, you are putting... Yeah. And, um, and, and remember what I told you in January, they would use the vaccine to claim credit for all the success. But guess what they're not doing? If the vaccine was so doggone successful, how come they're not showing that the people that show up with new infections, what percent of those are vaccinated versus unvaccinated? Are you going to tell me right now that the CDC hasn't sent out a crew to say all these people that are actually hospitalized, what percent of them were vaccinated versus unvaccinated? They would have evidence that they could publish, but where's the evidence? It's, it's mysteriously absent because they should have evidence now that, hey, the people that got hospitalized in Missouri last month, the, those that were vaccinated were much less. You don't see that at that data, do you? They, they only want, to a large degree, those in power, want evidence that keeps them in power. It's called control the narrative, control the information. Okay. Anyway, but I've given you enough to think about. For yeah, one no, you gave us a lot. And then look forward to that next episode. Again, this is that's COVID-19 uh, vaccine show. Appreciate it, Dr. Mark. And we're gonna Make your days, count your days, make your days count. My days are numbered. Make every day last and tell those you, you live with that you love them and make, make the most of every moment. You have a great day. All right. Please listen to the Forletta podcast. Larry Forletta, a retired DEA agent turned private investigator, will bring you true life stories on the war on drugs with some of the most infamous international drug traffickers of all time, to name a few. Pablo Escobar, Manuel Noriega, Joaquin Guzman, a.k.a. El Chapo, and other related real-life crime stories such as Waco. For information, please visit his website at www.fcisllc.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.